drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Uh, back here on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Um, want to do some different things today. Want to hit you with some top performers, people that absolutely uh, balled out, showed up on week four, and then want to get you guys uh, looking at bye weeks. You know, like this week four was kind of the first week uh, where bye weeks came into play. You had to make sure that some of your big studs. I think the, I know the Jets were on a bye week, uh, and you know it took Love Bell and and some other players out for certain fancy teams. So I want to talk a little bit about now heading into uh, week five. What teams are on buys, how to manage that, that type of stuff. And then I want to hit you guys with matchups, week five matchups, what uh, what games look interesting to me, what players you might want to watch out for, all that type of stuff. So uh, let's hit it right off the top. Uh, let's go ahead and hit it with that, uh, with that two-minute drill. I'll get you guys the top performers. So just looking at it in week four, I mean, on Thursday night, you know, not our favorite player when it comes to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, but Aaron Rodgers came out and threw for 422 yards, uh, two touchdowns. I mean, that's big time when it comes to fantasy football. This guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, Baker Mayfield threw for 342 yards and a touchdown, but he was helped by a guy named Nick Chubb in his backfield who went for 165 yards and three TDs with an 88-yard touchdown. Oh, baby. Um, that's something special right there. Oh, baby. Uh, you had our own lion, uh, Kerryon Johnson, 125 yards, but he didn't get in the end zone. He put the ball on the turf there at the one that really uh, made a big difference when it came to the end of the football game. Uh, when you look at receivers here, you got Devontae Adams also on Thursday. Went off for 10 catches, a buck 80. Uh, you got Jarvis Landry who finally showed up for uh, for Cleveland there. 167 on 8. Odell had like two catches for 20 in a fight. I mean, come on now. And then uh, big Leonard Fournette, one of my other favorite players in the NFL, went for 225 yards on some ridiculous amount of carries. I mean, he was grinding away yards left and right there in the second half of the Jaguars. They came out with a big dub. So um, we'll talk all about the Lions on uh, Wednesday and Friday. Just an absolute heartbreaker, but proud of how they played. Um, Pat Mahomes looking at his stat line right here. Just 315 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, wow, who saw that coming? So crazy week as it always is in the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Sunday night game is going on right now while I'm recording. And then a big Monday nighter against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So can't wait to watch that. It's going to be a good one. So here's my two-minute drill. Got it in right under the wire once again. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break with our sponsors. We'll be back um, talking about bye weeks, 
talking about um, matchups, talking about all things fantasy football. We'll be right back after the break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. It's your boy, uh, Oakry. You can hit me up on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, had a lot of fun this past Sunday. I was able to live tweet the Lions game for USA Today, Lions Wire. So got to interact with a lot of people, got to uh, give my instant reaction as that game was going down. So that was fun. And and like I said, if you ever want to hit me up with your fantasy football questions, you can just tweet those out to me. I'll definitely try to get back to you. Uh, as best I can with uh, who I'd play, what my thoughts are on a player, all that type of stuff. So definitely hit me up on Twitter. Uh, let's go ahead and look at bye weeks. So, you know, like I said, this past week the Jets were on a bye. So I know I had Lev in a couple leagues. Had to sit him down. I think that's going to cost me one league, which, again, I had a great week this week in fantasy. I think I only lost one, maybe two leagues out of all the different leagues I'm in. And uh, like I say, it's hard to win them all, but man, those losses, I just like, I can't even think about all the great wins I got this week because this was one or two losses are just killing me. But um, like I say, Lev cost me in one, just hard to uh, not have him in the lineup in some of these deeper leagues that I'm in. But uh, let's go ahead and look at week five. So week five on the schedule, we've got our Detroit Lions on a bye week and we got the Miami Dolphins. So, you know. The Miami Dolphins seem like they're on a bye week every week. Hail! Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they just, I mean, as a football team, I'm just absolutely struggling. Um, but, I mean, our Detroit Lions, like I said, real proud of them. 2-1-1 one, one heading into the bye week. I mean, getting healthy. Sorry to see if anybody has uh, TJ Hawkinson, you're going to have to keep an eye on him. I mean, he'd definitely be in the concussion protocol, but... Uh, Got some injuries and things to clean up there, but uh, so the Lions are in a bye. So we've got Carryon Johnson, uh, gosh, Kenny Galladay just playing like a man. I mean, like a beast. I mean, this guy, if he's not showing up as being an absolute number one, maybe a future top, you know, top ten, top eight type receiver. I mean, he's probably already there at this point. But it's just like how how much better can this guy get? I mean, catches everything in the area, goes and catches it, red zone nightmare. Like I said. Uh, 
physical specimen. Love what the guy's doing. So if you got Kenny, if you got uh, carry on, you have to sit those guys down. Matt Stafford's been really good this year in fantasy football. I mean, he's been able to put up good numbers, hasn't turned the football over a ton. I mean, gosh, he has put the ball on the carpet a little bit, you know. I don't know why when he starts scrambling or when the pocket collapses, he doesn't realize that the most important thing is the football to hold on to it. So I uh, doubt many of you are starting Matt Stafford, but he'll be he'll be out as well, uh, along with Marvin Jones. Like I said, Hawkinson, even if they were playing this week, would probably be out. So it's kind of a good thing they got a bye week. You'll head to uh, hope that he can play in that Monday nighter in Green Bay in week six. And then when you got the Dolphins on a bye week, I mean, you're looking at uh, – Gosh, who, who you got with the Dolphins? Like Kenyon Drake hasn't been that good this year, but you might have him kind of in your flex or in kind of your backup spot. And Devontae Parker is a guy that's always underperformed. I know he had a touchdown this week. So, you know, you won't be able to put him in. Not that I would suggest it. Josh Rosen, you know, if you're in deeper leagues or some of those two quarterback leagues, he might be an option that you're having to play. He's He's got in there. I mean, I... I still would like to see him play, so I hope they just sort of let him ride, you know, let him out there, let him do his thing. But, uh, I mean, he's not incredible at this point in his career with the type of weapons they have around him. And, like I said, if the Dolphins get the number one pick and draft a quarterback, gosh, Josh Rosen could be out of the league or be, you know, somebody's clipboard holder before you know it. Uh, other Dolphins guys, I mean, Gasecki might be a, a tight end option. You have to account for him. And uh, that's about it, you know, when it when it comes to kind of those offensive skills skill spots. So not a huge week when it comes to buys. Um, it, the buy comes early here, week four, week five for teams. But I mean, for the Lions, I think it kind of comes at a good time. They uh, they played a tough football game. They'll be able to kind of regroup. Hopefully, get Hawkinson back for that Monday night, or like I said, hopefully get Sean Hand and some of their defensive guys. You know, not sure where Mike Daniels will be at. Get those guys back. And uh, Amendola, gosh, he's a, he's been a big ball player this year. Just a gritty little receiver in the slot there. Need him back as well. So, um, you know, again, this week's not as big. But what, the reason I want to bring up the topic on bye weeks is because you can you can get ahead of them. And here's a couple ways to get ahead of bye weeks. One, look ahead in your schedule and kind of see not only where you're loaded up. You might have a week where you got lots of bye weeks. You can plan ahead and get a, get a player off waivers or make a trade maybe to sort of fill up that roster spot but also a very tricky way to do it is let's say you're about to have a guy on a week you know six seven by um you know it'd be if it's all relative and you can trade that player maybe it's a player that's really hot right now trade him that way the other team has to eat that bye week and then maybe you get a player on the jets or you get a player that was already on a week four or five by so you're not even having to deal with that bye week um, that's a pretty slick move. And sometimes it just happens naturally. Like you'll be looking at trades and you're kind of like, okay, I really need a running back. And you'll go look at these running backs and you'll say, man, you know, I can get this running back and his buy just expired. And I can give them a player who's like really blowing up, but they might not realize that one week from now he's going to be sitting out and then I won't have to deal with that. So definitely keep your eye on that as well as don't be that guy that gets caught napping where, you know, you think your record's good, you think you're all set, yet you didn't notice that in, you know, week, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, some of those really crucial years of the NFL season, you got tons of guys on bye weeks, that's going to cost you a loss. So um, make sure you check up on that. Very important. Um, another thing I have here is start looking at the standings. I mean, you might say, oh, it's only week four, week five, Oakry, but 
fantasy football only goes to week, you know, 11, 12, 13, whatever it is, before you kind of get to the, some of those playoff weeks. So, you know, you're you're more than a quarter of the way through, um, even 40, 40, 45% through. Um, I, I, check, I check those standings. I want to know who's bunched up. You know, I have four teams that are all at, you know, uh, three and one or two and two, you know, if you're in that bunch, you, you want to make sure you stay there. If, if you're at the bottom, you know, and, uh, you're looking ahead at your schedule and your standings saying like, how am I going to, you know, I got any good matchups coming up where I can get some W's. Do I got any, um, catching any teams on bye weeks? I remember a few weeks ago I went through and just sort of looked like, am I catching any teams on buys where they're like, they're stud players, you know, the Zeke Elliott's the, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell, you know, those kind of guys are out when I play them. And there definitely was a couple of those weeks in some of my leagues. So, you know, that's definitely an advantage. It's kind of a crapshoot, random thing that happens, but uh, definitely something to, to keep an eye on. So take a look at that. I mean, like I said, fantasy owners, I've, I've been telling people that this guy was going to come around. He played well this week. I mean, you know his name. Gary! I had friends, you know, Lions fans, people said, oh, carry on, man. Is this guy going to do it or what? I was like, man, he's going to go for like 120 and a touch or two. And uh, he definitely had those yards, had some receiving yards as well. Just, uh, gosh, that that run on the one-yard line, why he stuck the football out there, I'll never know. But uh, like I said, hang on to carry on Johnson. He's on a bye week. Just ride it out. This guy's going to be a solid football player for the year. They're going to continue to go to him. He's got everything you want from the running back position. So know that. And like I say, when you're looking at your standings, like if you're at the top now, I mean, now's the time to sort of figure out how you're going to stay there. You know, do you need to make any trades? Do you want to dump a guy that you've been hanging on to to get somebody that's hot right now? Do you want to like know, hey, I'm at the top of the standings. So, you know, yeah, maybe this player isn't just rolling up numbers right now but i can really use him in week 10 11 12 you know maybe by then he's playing the way he should if he's a top football player so you know i the standings are important knowing how to work that roster is important the hardest thing for me week to week i mean gosh i'm not very good at it is putting in that lineup i mean just thinking off the top of my head i mean this week i had jarvis landry on my bench um, you know, a couple of my leagues, I ended up sitting down, Kenny Galladay, you know, I ended up playing a couple of the Chiefs players thinking that even if it was a tight football game, like it was like, you were definitely going to get a player or two from Sammy and from Miko Hardman. That didn't happen. <coughs> Excuse me. I had, uh, gosh, who else did I have? Leonard Fournette in one league. I sat him down for carry on, which, you know, carry on still played well, but Leonard two two five. That's that's big time fantasy football. So, you know that that was interesting as well. Um, so standings, bye weeks really important. Let's go ahead and look at the schedule. Let's run down the schedule for week five. So week five, you got the Jaguars at the Panthers. I mean, Gardner Minshew's been really good. Leonard Fournette. Not only did he run well and blew up numbers-wise, but they also won the game. I feel like Leonard Fournette's a guy where if he's playing well and his team is winning is when he's going to be better and better. When they're losing and when he's just not having success on the ground is when he struggles. So I like I like Fournette again against the Panthers. The Panthers, I mean, like I say, Kyle Allen, they've got some unique skill players, but I'm not a huge fan of their team. 
This is at Carolina, so again, it's going to be a should be a decent weather game, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of a toss-up there. I mean, I would definitely have Leonard Fournette in your lineup. McCaffrey's always going to be in your lineup, and then some of those sneaky receivers for the Panthers: DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel. Those are guys you have to kind of consider depending on your league. Like I don't play them in shallow leagues, but in deeper leagues. I mean, those are sneaky good two, three receivers with upside. So, you know, keep your eye on them as well. We've got the New England Patriots at the Redskins. I mean, that should be an absolute blowout, I would think. I mean, the Patriots had a um, what I think was a tight game there in Buffalo. Um, I'm sure they'll kind of go down and just whoop up on the Redskins. I mean, I heard Dwayne Haskins got in this week, didn't do so well. You know, I'm wondering if he'll play but even if he does i mean you know double b and company are gonna have something schemed up for him i could see this being a huge game for tom brady josh gordon you know guys like that maybe even sony michelle in the run game um let's go ahead and look at the bills at the titans i mean titans figured something out i mean i basically had given up on Corey davis i saw that he found the end zone uh, I did pick up A.J. Brown in a few of my deeper leagues. A few people had kind of got tired of him or just let him go. was able to pick him up. Didn't play him, of course, but he went for, you know, a uh, good chunk of yardage, two touchdowns. I mean, the guy's super talented. Seems like he'll probably be the number one, and they probably will have to look for a new quarterback in uh, Tennessee because Marcus Mariota uh, just doesn't seem to have it as far as a uh, top-level NFL fl- football player. The Bills... I I don't know about the Bills. I mean, three three and zero played the Patriots tough or whatever, but I, I I don't love any of their skill players. I mean, who they have? Josh Allen, a bunch of receivers that I just couldn't even tell you who they were. You know, no real run game. Old man Frank Gore, T.J. Yeldon, who's no good. I I don't know really how they win football games. It must be their defense and and just the plays that Josh Allen makes with his legs and his arm. Um, I'm not sure if Josh Allen got, got, got injured. Let me see if I can pull up some injuries here while we're talking too, because I know there were definitely some guys that went down here in week four of the NFL season. Um, let's keep this moving though with matchups while I kind of look at that, see if I can, uh, can, uh, read you guys some injuries as well this week, but, uh, let's keep going down this, this list. So, uh, the Ravens are going to have the Steelers. I mean, that's always a dog fight. Uh, Ravens got absolutely whooped. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, Baker Mayfield uh, put up like over 40-some points on the Ravens uh, in the Ravens' house, and uh, and they just ran the football. They just killed him in the run game, and Baker was decent in the pass game. I mean, that's crazy. So all this hype that Lamar's getting, I mean, he's good. He ended up finding Andrews again, so Mark Andrews continues to prove me wrong and score touchdowns. You've got the uh, Steelers, who I, I'm still pretty decent with the Steelers. I think Mason Rudolph's a good professional type NFL quarterback. He's got the size, got the ability, and uh, I have James Washington in my lineup for Sunday against Cincinnati uh, because I think you're going to see some deep balls to uh, James Washington, Rudolph, the college connection, hook him back up, and I could see that you know when the Ravens come to town as well. So that should be a a nasty football game, but a fun one to watch. The Cardinals at Bengals. Gosh, this is going to be a nasty game of two pretty bad teams with bad records. Uh, Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray. You know, I see him making some running plays. He scored a rushing touchdown, but he's just not really putting it together. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald continues to make plays, but not enough. And I think Christian Kirk went down with an injury, so you have to keep your eye on that. 
the Bengals, you know, they continue to try to get Mixon involved. He had a good week the prior week. We'll see what he does uh, tomorrow evening on Monday Night Football against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, until A.J. Green gets back, I mean, that offense is just kind of incomplete, and their offensive line is a mess. So I could see that being an ugly game. It's at Cincy, so maybe Cincy finds a way to uh, to beat up on the Cardinals there a little bit. Um, let's get you some injuries here real quick. Uh, Mitch Trubisky went down for the Bears. Uh, Josh Allen did go down with a head injury. I thought I didn't see him in the game when I was uh, catching red zone. Let's see some other offensive skill players here. Lions, TJ Hawkinson injured. That's definitely a concussion type issue. Uh, Jarvis Landry concussion. Man, concussion. And he had all those yards. So if that happened late in the football game or wow. Um, Jakeem Grant for the uh, Miami Dolphins will be on a bye. Had a hamstring. He's one of those players, one of those fast players that always going to have a hammy or something going on with him. And everything else I basically see is defensive players. Uh, looks like Paris Campbell came down with an abdominal injury. Marlon Mack with an ankle. So not sure how serious most of these are because, like I say, I was locked into the Lions game today and uh, recording here on Sunday evening. So I'll definitely catch you guys up with those injuries on my Fantasy Football Weekly article on USA Today Lions Wire. You can check that out every Thursday morning. On uh, USA Today Lions Wire covering all things Detroit Lions. And uh, I always get that fantasy article in there for Thursday morning. Get you a recap of what happened as well as look into that next week in some more detail. So definitely check that out. All right, let's keep working out way down the schedule. So we got the Falcons at Texans. Uh, the Falcons have been an absolute mess. I mean, Matt Ryan has all these skilled players. He's got incredible indoor games and good weather games all year long. And he's just been, I mean... He's been turning the football over. He's been, you know, not converting touchdowns. I see all these yards from him still, just empty yards. The Falcons have not been playing good. And you got the Houston Texans, who my guy Deshaun Watson. I mean, I love watching this guy play, but again, not only is he getting beat up, but he... uh, I don't know. That that team's just a mystery to me. They got players as well, and that's kind of like the game of teams that are both loaded with offensive skill players, running backs, quarterbacks, and they just have not been able to put it together this year. I mean, either team has just been hit or miss. So that, that one's at Houston. I mean, I almost feel weird saying the Falcons will go lose another one, but, I mean, maybe Deshaun Watson at home just gets it done in that situation. I'd expect an explosive kind of high-scoring game there. Uh, Buccaneers at Saints. Uh, Buccaneers, what, dropped a 50-burger on uh, the Rams? I mean, who saw that coming? That's the NFL for you, right? Absolutely crazy. Um, Buccaneers at Saints. Again, no Drew Brees. So, I don't know. I mean, Buccaneers, not sure what you got there. But James Winston blows up, and then he also loves to throw the football to the other team. So, I saw some things from Ronald Jones. I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to turn into kind of a mid-level running back like we hope, or if he's still a spot player for them. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are real tough to deal with on the outside. And then for the Saints, obviously, you got Kamara to deal with. And, uh, and big, you know, can't guard Mike on the outside. But other than that, you know, so that's, that could be a shootout as well. Buccaneers at Saints, circle that on your fantasy uh, calendar for next week. We got the Vikings at the Giants. 
I mean, the Vikings got absolutely embarrassed by the Chicago Bears. So I'd expect the Vikings go in and just absolutely whoop uh, the New York Giants. You know, get get Diggs going. Diggs has been having a tough year. Probably uh, get Dalvin Cook going. He had a little bit of a down week from what I saw. Um, and the Giants, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe all the hype for Daniel Jones. A guy came out and had one decent ball game. And people just going crazy. I mean, oh, our franchise guy. This guy's incredible. I mean... The thing I'll give him is, like, sometimes when you watch a draft prospect and he gets taken in the spot and he plays great in preseason, he plays great in any time he's been put out there and he plays great when he's actually, you know, given a real opportunity, hey, there might be a chance the guy's good because he continues to kind of perform. And Daniel Jones has done that. I'm not going to discount him in that area. But, again, you know, I don't go the Grifka route where I got to wait multiple years or just wait until someone's good to say, hey, they're they're good. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But I also don't go, hey, Daniel Jones had one good game, you know, he's the savior of the New York Giants, and they're setting out quarterback for the next 10 years, like, you gotta see some more from the kid, no doubt about it, so, uh, Vikings will be big in that game, home road, they're gonna probably kill him, but I hope not, because any losses for the NFC North, I'm always rooting for that as a Lions fan, let's go ahead, a few more here, we got the Bears at Raiders, uh, gosh, Bears have, like I said, put a whooping on the Vikings, they got a pretty explosive offense, seem to be getting healthy, Kind of across the board, they don't. They probably won't have their quarterback from from what I saw today. So, you know, Chase Daniels not a bad backup, but not explosive. That's at Oakland. Come on, Oakland. I'd love to see Derek Carr find a way to get that done. But you know, Oakland's Oakland. Like I haven't seen much from him, and uh, you know, Tyrell Williams the only guy see scoring touchdowns every week. So other than that, I mean, unless Josh Jacobs figures out what he's doing and gets going. You know, I could see the Bears winning that game, but gosh, would I love to see the Raiders win it. We got the Jets at Eagles. Uh, Eagles just had a big win at Lambeau. The Jets will... Eh, I don't know if they'll have Sam Darnold back. If they have Sam Darnold back, maybe that's a decent football game. If not, it's probably a whitewash by the Eagles. Most likely a win by the Eagles at Philly. I mean, who goes into Philly and wins? Oh, yeah, the Detroit Lions do. Woo! <laughs> uh, that was still a great dub, Ski. But uh, let's go ahead. We got Broncos at Chargers. Uh, Super Chargers. Uh, gosh, they probably get that one. I bet you they unleash Melvin Gordon, and he just plays great football. And they throw it around to Keenan Allen and all these other skill players they have. I mean, Broncos are in rough shape, you know, just from – a roster perspective and everybody always says their defense incredible, but you, you got to still put points up and be consistent on the offense side of the ball. We got the Packers at the Cowboys. That should be a classic 425 kickoff. Uh, it's at Dallas. I'm really hoping that Dak Prescott and Zeke can put a pounding on the Packers. That'd be great. Love to see another loss on their record column before the Lions come there and before me and Grifka are live in Lambeau field uh, all day long. That'd just be incredible. We got the Colts at the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, 8:20. I think this is an absolute beatdown by the uh, by the Chiefs. I mean, I think the Chiefs will probably score 30 to 40 points in that game, as well as uh, as well as be able to just do anything they want, run past whatever it may be. Colts, you know, decent overall roster, but I'm not a Brissett fan. They don't have Ty. It's gonna be rough. It looks like I did skip the Thursday game. Thursday game, Rams at Seahawks. That should be a good one, too. Uh, I always like when that Thursday is a good ball game. Um, I would think Rams, uh, gosh, at Seattle. At Seattle is a tough place to play. Uh, Rams just got a lot of points dropped on them. Um, 
it's hard to bet against my guy Russell Wilson as well as just the way the Seattle Seahawks play football. So um, that should be close. I could see the Rams having a chance because of their offense. But like I say, Russ, Chris Carson got it together this past week. So, you know, like don't don't mess around with Seattle in Seattle. Lions figured out that in uh, the playoffs a couple years ago. We've got the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb uh, at San Francisco. San Francisco undefeated, thinks they're just on, you know, cloud nine or whatever. They were just on a bye week as well. Um, so they're undefeated. Uh, gosh, you know, I I don't know. Like I say, um, the, my Browns, the Browns I've been touting, Baker Mayfield, the guy I've been saying is going to blow up, have been really hit or miss this year. But, uh, gosh, that just seems like an Odell Beckham game out on the West Coast that he just catches like 120 and two TDs um, just because he's been pretty much down a lot this year. So give me Cleveland in that game. And like I say, uh, I like Garoppolo as a player, but I don't love some of their other skill players, some injuries too, I think, on the 49ers side that will hold them back. So give me give me the the Browns as well as play Baker, play Odell, play Chubb, you know, uh, Ricky Seals Jones, sneaky pickup, you know, kind of a athletic uh, type tight end that's come in and done some things with Njoku out. So that's a that's a good week. I mean, uh, some good matchups there, some some high scoring games. I could see some nasty low scoring football games. Like I say, week five is crucial in fantasy football to get those W's and to sort of work your roster however you have to to get that win. So Lions and Dolphins will be on a bye. All of the teams will be up and rolling. And like I say, when the Lions are in a bye, you can usually kick back, put on your NFL red zone, have two, three TVs working, and enjoy a good week of football. So everybody, check those bye weeks. Check those standings. Uh, laugh it up if you had some of the big top performers this week. And uh, look ahead to those matchups in week five. Make sure you get those lineups in and make sure you uh, put up those W's in fantasy football. Drink that fantasy Kool-Aid. And uh, hit me up on Twitter at Derek Okri, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E for all things Lions and fantasy football. For now, I'm going to get up out of here. We'll catch you guys Wednesday for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast as well as our Friday show. And we're going to try to actually... um, get you shows maybe dropping Wednesday morning. So I know me and Grifka are going to try to record on a little different schedule this week. So if all goes well, uh, look for that uh, Lions podcast, recapping that Chiefs game, kind of talking about what's ahead on the bye week. And maybe we'll give you our layout for our road trip to Green Bay for the Monday Night Football game there in week six. So it should be a great Kool-Aid cast. Uh, Check us out. And like I say, be on the lookout for that drop on Wednesday morning. Uh, This week and probably weeks moving forward, as well as uh, trying to get this uh, fantasy football flavor show to you a little bit earlier as well. So thanks again, everybody. Take care. I'm out. Drink it in, man.